Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, known as The Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, The Success Alchemist, on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw, and you can now find me on Parlour at PeopleSeer, and that's people, the word people, and S-E-E-R. So, what a week. This week's show is entitled The Storm is Upon Us, 10 Days of Darkness. And today is the 9th of January, 2021. As I say, what a week. It's been a real roller coaster emotionally and, you know, in terms of events. And uh, there's so much to cover. But I want to tell you at the very beginning of this show that I am so excited about what is going on. And we've got to remember the saying, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn. And I must admit, probably like a lot of people, um, when I was watching what was going on in Congress with the um, electoral vote count and the aftermath of that, I was... (laughs) quite emotionally upset about what I was witnessing but now I've seen the picture of what is really going on I can say that as I say I'm very very excited and I'm just so grateful to be here witnessing all of this it's just phenomenal so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a quick rundown of what I've witnessed this week what's been going on And then I'm going to go back and and just fill in some of the detail and my impression of these different events that have happened. I won't have time to do all of them because it's been pretty monumental this week. Um, But I will give some narrative on as many as as I can fit in. Now, this list is mainly... um, sequential. I think I may have got a couple of things out of sequence. But anyway, let me start. So Tuesday, we had the Georgia runoff. Then Wednesday, the 6th, we had the electoral vote count and the breach of the Capitol building and everything that um, fell out from that. And Biden was certified as the president-elect early on the morning of the seventh, because the uh, the count went on into the early hours of the next morning. Um, Trump put out a message in response. He do, did not concede, and I'll go into that a little bit later. We've seen a massive censorship of Trump and his supporters. The Dems, Democrats, want Pence to invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment. He refused, so they draw up articles of impeachment. Italy was revealed as the last piece of the puzzle in the election steal. Uh, The players were funded by the Vatican. The DNI report on foreign interference in the election was delivered to Congress, I believe, on Thursday, and that was uh, related to the executive order from 2018 about foreign interference in elections. Pelosi tries to get the military to stop obeying Trump's orders. And Sidney Powell is being sued by Dominion for defamation for $1.3 billion. Wow. So it's been one hell of a week. And I must say, as I said, you know, I found it very emotional watching what was going on 
on the day of the Electoral College vote. Interestingly, I did post on Facebook that when um, the count for Arizona was objected to, um, that happened at one eleven Eastern Time and 11.11 Mountain Time, which is, of course, where I am. And I thought that was pretty significant, actually, to get those angel numbers coming on at that time. And then, of course, all hell broke loose and the rest is history, as it were. And as I say, I'll cover that. Um, and I think, like many people, and I've seen a lot of people on social media, you know, devastated by the fact that the count went to Biden and you know it it did affect me for a short time but you know as I say to everybody this is a movie playing out we have to keep the faith we've we've said on this show and or I've said on this show but we've also said on other shows on cosmic reality not just me but Nancy Dolly you know others that we're seeing clones, we're seeing body doubles, and there wouldn't be these clones and body doubles if these people hadn't actually been dealt with already. So we have to kind of reassure ourselves that this is already a done deal. You know, we're just watching it play out for the general public and principally for the people that haven't awakened to this and haven't been going down the rabbit hole and haven't been watching this play out and get the information from the alternative media. So, you know, like everything I do in my coaching, I say if you feel doubt, just go back and anchor to what contradicts your feeling of doubt. Like, well, if the clones are out there, then the the people must have been taken out already and so on. So pick whatever it is that you need to keep you grounded and keep you focused on the outcome that we want. Keep your eye on the prize. So as I say, I'm really excited. And before I go into all these various topics that I've just listed out, I would like to share with you a dream that I had. And this was actually on the 3rd of January um, it was actually the night of the second into the third. And it was interesting how many revelations came to me as I was writing this down. And um, also, when I picked this up to share it on the show, I had another revelation about it. It's amazing what information comes through when we start to document what we dream about and you know I dream every night and I have some really weird dreams and I don't remember them all but the the significant symbolic things I do tend to remember so let me read out what I wrote about this because it's very relevant to what was seeing play out the only thing I can remember clearly is I was given or I found a package it was a weird shape and it looked like the head of a snake and part of the body. And the snake head was in the shape of a python. And I, I wrote at the time, it just came to me that we, the Anons, the Internet warriors, the digital warriors, have been referring to cutting off the head of the snake, i.e. the Cabal, the Illuminati, um, the Luciferians. I wonder if that has something to do with it. I unwrapped the package and sure enough it was a snake and it looked at me very sadly. There was a thread 
and I started pulling it and it was coming from its left eye, which was open. I pulled until it came out completely. Now, as I said, I got another revelation about this when I picked this up to share it. And the revelation I got was that this thread was representing the unraveling of evil. And it because it was the left eye, the left eye is associated with evil. And the Latin word for left is sinister. So I thought that was pretty cool too. Um, I felt that the snake was very grateful. It appeared to be alive, but couldn't have been in, in quotes, reality, as there was only a short portion of its body and the rest had been cut off. Perhaps as the head of the snake and cabal, I was sensing repentance. It was certainly a very gentle energy and it felt like the snake wanted compassion and possibly forgiveness. So I thought, you know, thinking about that and what's un unraveled this week, I thought that was very significant. And then a couple of nights later, I had another dream. And in this dream, I dreamt that everything to do with taxation had gone. It was, and, and this is more of an impression, a feeling of financial freedom. And of course, that is one aspect of Nasara. And I'm going to share a little bit on that subject with you later. But I really feel as though those two dreams were quite prophetic. Now, before I go into some of the details of that list of events that I've shared with you, I want to share a letter that was um, actually shared on Facebook from the chairman of the uh, Nye County, Nevada GOP, the Central Committee. And this was put out on the website on January the 8th, yesterday. And it's very encouraging, I have to say. As I write to you today, I have no doubt that this letter will find many of you crushed under the weight of despair or perhaps lost in a maze of confusion. It is my hope that by the time you finish reading this letter, you will be able to confidently join millions of others who support the president and another four years. Let me be clear, Trump will be president for another four years. Biden will not be president. Yes, I know those are shocking words in these crazy days. I've been approached by many saying it's over and Trump conceded the election. Nothing of the sort has taken place. Go back and listen to the videos all the way through. At no point does Trump even mention Biden's name. At no point does he say he concedes. He does say that there will be a peaceful transition to a new administration. And he does say that this is only the beginning. Those phrases are important to note. Indeed, we will have a new administration made up of a new vice president and cabinet as the current ones have all made their treason complete. I will touch on this in more detail shortly. We do well to remember that for more than four years, Donald Trump has been five steps ahead of everyone in every attempt to derail him, impeach him or confound him. For example, he announced on election night in the early hours of the morning that he, in quotes, didn't want a dump of ballots at 4am, end quote. What happened in just a few hours at almost exactly 4am? A huge ballot dump took place, which showed that he already knew that it was going to take place. 
That was a public word to the enemies of our country that he was on to them. Also, consider the recent incident at the Capitol building in D.C. Trump was late to his speaking engagement and then spoke on a number of rehashed things to the crowd of 500k plus. But this created a problem. You see, if Trump had spoken on time and briefly, the MAGA crowd would have been at the Capitol building with the Antifa faction and likely would have been drawn into the fray by accident and confusion due to the crowd size. With Trump speaking late and long, the MAGA crowd was protected and separated from the Antifa groups. It would be very clear that the disguised Antifa people were 95% plus of the people in the building. Again, Trump countered because he was steps ahead of them. This was clearly a staged event meant to blame Trump supporters and try to frame Trump so the 25th Amendment could be used by Congress. But it failed. Never mind the numerous videos showing the police opening the gates for Antifa, they didn't fight their way in, and then leading them throughout the building. And I just want to add something in here because I saw a video, uh, I can't even remember where it was now, I saw a video of the Trump team uh, before... Trump started speaking and it was in a tent, a marquee as we'd say in in the UK. And it was mainly focused on Don Jr. and Eric and Ivanka with Trump in the background studying what seemed to be very closely a PC monitor. And then he held up a red folder and held it up sideways so that it would be in full view of the camera. And he did this very deliberately. And we know that Trump communicates things in code. And one of the the comments on this was that the red folder represents a capital offence. So I think what it's saying is that, don't worry, I've got all of these people are going to be charged with treason. So that was something I just wanted to add in. So continuing with this letter, I say all this as only two examples out of many that at no point has our president been in a fight of desperation. Now you may ask, why hasn't Trump arrested anyone yet? Why did this have to go all the way to Congress? Multiple reasons. First, Trump has been adamant in following the rule of law and the Constitution. He gives everyone, no matter how dirty, an an opportunity to do the right thing, sometimes with warnings such as the phone call with the Georgia Secretary of State recently. He pushed cases through the courts. He presented evidence to the legislatures and he even told the vice president to do the right thing. But with the betrayal by Pence and Congress, the treason is now complete and nobody can say that Trump did not allow the process to finish before acting. Second, in order to drain the swamp, you have to know who are the swamp creatures. They can blend in very well with the crowds, but the false event in the Capitol revealed the final traitors for who they were regardless of party affiliation. Trump flushed them out of hiding. I need to take a moment to speak on Pence. With his treason completed, many of you may not know of his dealings and political posturing prior to the infamous day in the Capitol. Pence was already wheeling and dealing way back during the 2016 election season with, wait for it, Paul Ryan, 
Remember Ryan, the rhino speaker of the house? Look at these emails that were recently revealed. And then there's a link to the Pence Ryan emails. Pence was also involved with a scheme to oust Trump sometime during his first four years that was orchestrated by Rod Rosenstein and supported by the Clintons. The plan, get rid of Trump, become president and then appoint Rod Rosenstein as the new VP. Why would they want that? Because they felt Pence could be controlled. See these links for the three-part series for more information. And there's three links there to uh, Neon Revolt articles. So um, I will share this, of course. So you can follow those threads. And, and the Neon Revolt articles are actually only a couple of days old. January the 6th they were put out. So definitely worth looking at those. More could be said, but I don't want this letter to become more of a book than it already is. Suffice it to say that when Trump said at the DC rally that he hoped Pence would do the right thing, he already knew what he was going to do, but was yet again giving the man space to choose to do the right thing. Now, nobody has been more supportive of Trump than Lynn Wood. This man's career has been fighting defamation lawsuits, which means that he doesn't say things, no matter how outrageous they may seem, without them being true, as he knows the consequences of slander. With this in mind, Lynn Wood has become a fountain of information and leaks of hitherto unknown information, revealing some of the depths of corruption and evil in our highest offices. This is the same man who recently said that arrests are coming over the next few days. He called Pence a traitor well before the counting of the electoral votes on the 6th. But did you know that he also said that the president, following the Capitol incident, left D.C. on a doomsday aircraft used for communications in the event of a nuclear war with his family and was in Abilene, Texas. This aircraft was confirmed by both flight trackers and eyes on the ground. In short, he is a trustworthy source of information. If you have a means to follow Linwood on Parlour, I would highly recommend that you do so to stay abreast of things taking place. You can also listen to this podcast and then there's a link to Linwood's podcast. So what comes next? I don't have the particulars, but I can give you milestones to watch out for as the coming days unfold. Number one, expect the emergency broadcast system to be activated. The FCC just recently released a memorandum speaking to the requirements under federal law to send messages from the president to the public. And there's a link to that memo. I actually saw that on uh, social media. Number two, expect confusion. We are in a battle for our republic against elites that are attempting the very coup that they are accusing Trump of doing. In battle, there will be disinformation, but know that plans are being fulfilled. Three, expect high-profile arrests to take place over the next 12 days and at any time. You may wait one morning to find someone in high office is no longer there. Four, expect this to be a bumpy ride to the very end. This is not a television show where things are resolved in 45 minutes. Five, expect more bombshell evidence to be released between now and January 20th. And something that one of the Anons mentioned, you know, this is a CUE drop from oh, quite some time ago, C before D, and there were various theories as to what that referred to. The latest theory is it's 
confirmation before D-class. In other words, they were waiting for Biden to be illegally confirmed as president-elect before all the D-class comes pouring out. So hopefully, now that we're at that point, it'll all start flowing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Six, expect some sort of internet blackout or outage. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Gmail are likely going to be affected. If you don't have alternate forms of communication established now, it would be a good idea to start forming them, even if it's just checking on your next door neighbours. And um, this relates to the title of 10 Days of Darkness, but it also refers to the censorship that's been happening and again i want i'm going to cover that a little later um i actually ha- use gmail for my email and i am definitely going to move that to a different platform seven expect trump to be inaugurated on january 20th eight expect the executive order from 2018 and or the insurrection act to be enacted this does not mean martial law Remember that we have been under a state of emergency since 2018, which gives the president many powers to act. These things may happen out of the order listed and some may happen multiple times. As I have been watching closely, many things have been and are in play as we speak. Remember that Trump has not and will not give up. He actually takes his oath of office to defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic very seriously. This is why they are so panicked in D.C. They know that Trump will fight while Congress just rolls over. I've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. None of us would have believed what we all now know, except that Trump and his team have painstakingly taken the time to show the public. Want to show what Congress thinks of you? Highlight that the stimulus bill only sent $600 to each American, but billions to other countries. Payoffs, money laundering. Want to show the extent of collusion with the CCP at all levels of government? Bring multiple lawsuits against the election fraud from the local courts all the way to the Supreme Court, which will show just how brazenly treasonous the judges are. Want the public to see how rigged the election system has been for many years? Present the evidence openly as we have seen. Even this week, we have sworn testimony out of Italy that the Leonardo defence contractor used satellites to change the votes from our election in the USA from Italy. These Dominion voting machines were actively sending data to Germany, Serbia, China, Iran and now Rome. This corruption is much bigger than any of us expected, but none of us would have believed it until now. This is why things seem to have taken so long. Now, the American public is awake and ready to take back their long-forgotten responsibilities to hold the elected officials accountable. I have heard from many of you how upset you are with the obvious and willful disregard for the truth and for justice. As the days unfold, let's maintain communications among ourselves and try to help our neighbour to understand what is happening. Turn off the television, as they have demonstrated they are clearly only falsifying the media to maintain control over your thinking. Do not despair, but pray for our country, for Trump and his supporters, and for a national repentance to be stirred nationwide. The next 12 days will be something to tell the grandchildren. It's 1776, 
all over again. Now, just before I go into more detail on these events, um, I'd just like to share an article, and this is on Newsmax, and it's titled Rush Limbo, Swamp Pelosi Scared to Death of Trump's Final Days. So this is explaining why all these things are happening, why there is such desperation, such unprecedented steps against somebody who is still a sitting president. Washington Swamp and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi are scared out of their good about President Donald Trump's remaining days in office, according to radio talk show host Rush Limbaugh. The hatred is visceral, Limbo said on his show Friday. You can touch it, you can see it, you can see it steaming from the electrodes on these Democrats' heads. I've never seen personal animosity like this. I mean, it's almost to the point of uncontrollable and unpackageable. House Democrats have drafted a second impeachment of Trump, several media outlets reported Friday, listing just one charge, incitement to insurrection for the Washington protest on Wednesday that breached the Capitol building. They've got to do this in 11 days, so they've got to call the House together. Then they've got to get the Senate to go ahead and convict for this. And then they want a proviso that Trump cannot seek the presidency ever again, said Limbo. That doing this is going to pressure the Cabinet and Vice President Mike Pence into invoking Amendment 25. But Pence has said that he's not going to do this. The push is coming because the entire Washington establishment is scared to death of Trump, said Limbo. The four-year coup, the four-year effort to get the election results of 2016 overturned, there are all kinds of people who broke the law, all kinds of people who are quaking in their boots, he added. They're worried silly that Trump is going to unleash some of these classified documents. Limbo also said the establishment is terrified that Trump will pardon people dangerous to them. The people in the Washington establishment... Oh, and I think that might well refer to Assange because, you know, there's been a lot of talk about if Assange is, is pardoned, then he's going to spill the beans on everything, and including us and specifically mentioned it points and I shared this in a previous show the murder of Seth Rich anyway coming back to where I was the people in the Washington establishment why did they want to stop Trump in the first place because they didn't want what they have been up to which is no good for years to ever come out said Limbo they're worried to death that he's got a card or two to play here yet including the pardon power he added that there was likely a big sigh of relief when Trump said he would not go to Biden's inauguration. Imagine if he decided to release a bunch of classified documents right before the inauguration ceremony, said Limbo. Normally, the Senate will be using the next few weeks to hold hearings on Biden's cabinet choices, Limbo also said, so that they can be confirmed by senators on inauguration day, but not this year. Two long, nervous weeks for the Democrats, Limbo said. Major potential power vacuum. They are scared, folks. Do not doubt me on this. And now just one other thing to underscore the fact that, you know, we have not lost. Trump has not lost. The patriots are in control and the deep state are panicking. OK, this is a, um, a Twitter thread 
in Threader app by Relentless Truth at LeBron Sunroids. Anyway, I, again, I'll, I'll share this. Um, and it says, Godwin Sydney Powell represents me as the profile. If you find yourself worried right now, ask yourself these questions. One, why would Trump, a man hated by those who are falsely claiming the presidency, approve the use of hangings and firing squads after the election in which he seemingly lost? Why are they pushing so hard to impeach a president that supposedly leaves office in 12 days? Do you really think Trump leaves office without playing any of his Trump cards? Do you think his executive orders, especially on foreign interference in the election, were just for funsies? We were warned of a necessary scare event. What does this seem like to you? We were told that only at the precipice will people find the will to change. What does this seem like to you? We were told POTUS would be isolated from making arrests for optics. And then there's a screenshot of a CUE drop highlighting in red scare, which is in square brackets, necessary event. And it does say above it, we are at war and we truly are at war. This is World War Three. <laughs> Next, uh, number five, Trump used to be adored by the MSM and most of the country. If he walks away and gives up, 75% of people would either hate him or feel betrayed. Why would he ruin his reputation and lower his net worth considerably just to let them win and put himself in the crosshairs? And a lot of people are thinking that if if Biden actually gets inaugurated and the Dems win this, that they will probably take out Trump and his family. Um, six, during last night's speech, did you hear any of the following? Trump saying he lost. Trump saying he concedes. Trump saying transfer of power to Biden. Trump congratulating Biden. What was his last sentence of the speech? Incidentally, it was fairly obvious, but I didn't say at the beginning of this that it was published on the 8th of uh, January. Number seven. After the living hell that all of these evil scumbags have put Trump through for four years, do you really think he would leave office without declassifying everything he has on them? He knows they'd come after him and his supporters. And we've seen a mainstream media pundit talk about cleansing Trump supporters, you know, talk about threats. <laughs> Do you think all the st strategic moves that have been made to set the stage were just for funsies? Miller, Ezra, Donahue? Where is Haspel? Why did Barr step down? Why didn't POTUS fire Ray? Eight, why would several White House officials be stepping down right now? Betsy DeVos, Elaine Chow, Mike Mulvaney. Are these resignations or arrests? More to come. Did you know, number nine, did you know the DNI report on election interference was given to Congress yesterday? Might they have a reason to be sweating bullets and screaming for Trump's removal, feeling pressure from their handlers? Ten, has Trump ever made a statement that didn't come true in the future? We caught them all. The United States will never be a socialist country. The best is yet to come. Promises made, promises kept. Trust your president. 11. How many proofs have you been given? Are we not seeing the info given to us in early drops lining up perfectly as we speak? 
Do you not realise that we are literally fighting for the future of mankind? There is so much going on outside of our election to deal with. Global. And there's then a, a screenshot of, I think, it, again, it's another CUE drop, world stalemate. We all have the goods on everyone else. That's part of the reason why some things that tie back to foreign heads of state will remain classified, not all. We are in one of the most critical times of our country. Trump and others are working to balance that we're doing well for America, for the common person to endorse, while at the same time purify our government and remove the bad actors who are entrenched. There is so much string pulling and blackmail that we need to cut these off to truly gain the power granted to us by the patriots and hard-working people of this great country. Last question. Do you understand what Q, C-U-E, well I've said it now, it's too late, what Q means when he says we have it all? That means everything. Phone calls, texts, emails, money transfers. They hear these people breathing. You are witnessing the greatest military operation in the history of the world for humanity. And then there's a series of images and there's a woman standing in front of a, a portrait above a fireplace which actually has a screenshot of one of the Q posts. And I don't know who this woman is. I don't recognise her. But this post, which is number 150, says distress calls and it's got a, well, a capital L in square brackets. Two others will... And then in square brackets, a lowercase d, as in do, you, stroke family, no good at this stage. We know where, with an r in square brackets, you, the family, are at all times and can hear you breathing. So perhaps it refers to D for Democrats and R for Republicans because we know the corruption is both sides of the aisles, aisle. And maybe L is liberals, I'm not quite sure. Um, the next image is one that Daniel Scavino Jr. put out, which is an image of a black and white image of uh, Trump in the Oval Office and it just says, Sir, game on. Now, I don't know if there's any reference here to the fact that a lot of the people in the crosshairs <clears throat> changed their Twitter header to a black and white image rather than replaced colour images. I don't, we were all wondering if that was a code of some kind to indicate that they had already been arrested. I'm not sure about that. Then we've got the lovely photo of Trump um, with Barron who's making a chess move and the look on, I love the look on Trump's face. It, it's so loving and uh, a very, very nice photo. So it perhaps relates to a chess move. And then we've got Trump. And I'm not sure which office this is in. Maybe a situation room or I don't know. Or a cabinet office. Um, but he's got all the members of his team around the table. And he's got the military on his side of the desk. So perhaps it's communicating, you know, the military is on my side. I'm sure they are.
My last piece of advice, this is continuing this thread, turn off the mainstream media, trust your instincts and don't let yourself be overcome with emotion. We've been trained for this. Put on the armour of God and be a beacon of hope for those around you during this chaotic time. Patriots never give up. Godspeed 07. And then um, it's got a little short video clip of Trump on being interviewed. I'm not sure which, it might be Jimmy Kimmel show. And all it's got is a 16 second clip of Trump being asked a question. And the question is, how would your peers or co-workers describe you? And Trump's response is, as someone who never gives up. So that says it all, doesn't it? Um, bonus question. What powers does the Constitution give POTUS? Is January 20th the hard deadline or can that be delayed if certain events transpire? Bonus question number two. What happens if whistleblowers come forward soon admitting their part in rigging our election? What if that already happened? Might that delay the process of inauguration? Last bonus question. Do you think Trump would spend four years of his life turning this country around, reviving our economy, establishing peace relations in the Middle East, putting an end to China's stranglehold over us, etc., if he thought Biden Dems would simply undo it all? OK, so let's just go through this list and I'm only going to go into each point briefly because of the time I've got available. Start with the Georgia runoff. And it became apparent very early on in this process that this was a repeat of the fraud that happened on election day, on the general election day on the 3rd of November. And people were saying, why on earth is Trump allowing this to be repeated? So one of the things that I noted was that when the general election on the 3rd of November was being held, obviously, you know, people were only intent on what was happening in their own area, in their own state, in their own county. Whereas this runoff was really focusing everybody's attention on this one state, this one situation. Um, and what we saw was a repetition of what had happened on the 3rd of November. Somebody videoed their TV screen showing that votes were removed. I think it was from Purdue's count. Um, it showed the, the number dropping by multiple thousands. And we had the same scenario of issues with the voting machines and the count being stopped. And we had people saying that they had their ballot and the people working in the poll, polling office were saying, oh, just leave it with me. I'll put it through later. And of course, you know, how many times have we seen those disappear? So that was my take on this runoff, that it was actually another exercise of optics to make it really clear that, look, take another look. This is what's happened. This is true election fraud. But then um, I think it was Simon Park's uh, podcast that I actually saw this on and he, he has been doing a daily update. And he was saying that they had to let this runoff continue or be held because they were missing a critical piece of information that would be the last piece in the jigsaw of how this uh, election fraud 
was was carried out and it actually took them to Italy and actually the Vatican and so what this was saying were and, and I'm not going to go through the detail because I don't have time but there is there are quite a number of articles about this about the Leonardo um SPA it's called I'm not sure what that stands for um this is I actually have one article that was um in the US it's about the only one I found the mainstream media are completely blocking this um, and it's actually on the Alabama Eagle. Italian defense contractor admits he helped rig the U.S. election. And it's actually a press release from Rome. An employee of the eighth largest global defense contractor, Leonardo Spa, provided a shocking deposition detailing his role in the most elaborate criminal act affecting a U.S. election. And it's saying it corroborates DNI Ratcliffe's report of international intrusion. As I say, I don't have time to read all of this. This was put out on the 6th, which was, of course, the day of the electoral vote count. So you can imagine why the mainstream media are squashing this. But that was the real reason why the runoff was held again in the same way, so that they could identify the last piece of the puzzle and trap the people connected to this election fraud okay so now we've got the electoral vote count and i was watching that on right side broadcasting and um of course we had the count starting we had the arizona count objected to then we had all all hell break loose with the capital being breached and um the whole thing was stopped, the members were evacuated, the supposed Trump supporters came pouring into the building. Uh, but what we've seen is that the police actually opened the doors. It was not um, broken into. We've even got videos of the police opening the barriers in front of the Capitol and letting the people through and even waving them on. We've also got videos, you know, within the Capitol. And, you know, I, I felt immediately that there was something strange going on. I felt that it was probably Antifa that were the instigators of this. And we've, we've got a lot of evidence to show that that was the case. But also, I've shared with you on previous shows um, information that said that Antifa and the BLM were infiltrated by military intelligence. And so there were some good guys in amongst these Antifa people. And in fact, I believe one of them was the guy in the, you know, shirtless guy with the, the, uh, the hat with the horns. And one of the reports said that the horns actually had cameras in them. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I did see a video of him being interviewed, which has since been taken off YouTube and Facebook and everything, just detailing out all the things about pedophilia and, you know, everything that we've been talking about in terms of the deep state. So it does indicate to me that, you know, he is on the, on the good guy's side. And that would also explain this seizing of all the laptops. They weren't seized by Antifa. 
they were seized by military intelligence, including Nancy Pelosi's laptop. So you can imagine now why she is so panicked about this. And I understand that Trump actually is with military intelligence going through the contents of these laptops. So we've still got to see a lot play out. Um, the other thing is, this woman that was killed, um, Ashley Babbitt, I think her name was. I haven't got it in front of me right now. There were a number of um, videos of this and some of them weren't very clear at all. But the, to me, it was really strange. There was one I saw where you could see they were, they were trying to break down the doors which had been barricaded with furniture. And you can see a, an officer and his arm outstretched pointing a gun. Um, and then, of course, there's the shot fired. The woman falls to the floor. Now, one of the, the videos I saw, I was seeing this woman um, lying on the floor and it just didn't look right to me. It didn't look right at all. And I thought, this is, this is not real. It's a false flag. And the other thing that I found very strange was all the police were lined up behind this, just not doing anything to stop the people from trying to break the door down. It was almost like they were waiting for something to happen. And only then did they do something. But none of them, none of these officers who presumably are trained in as first responders in certain medical skills like, you know, resuscitation, none of them were actually making any attempt to attend to this woman who'd supposedly been shot. And then I was listening to um, or watching a video or interview of... Um, it had Charlie Ward and Simon Parks on. That was from this morning. And Charlie Ward was saying that this woman, supposedly killed, was actually tweeting um, the day after this event happened. So that, again, is very suspicious. So we'll see what happens. Of course, it's being used as the, um, the justification for all this censorship and for the demand to invoke the 25th Amendment and, if not, the 25th Amendment impeachment, which I'll get to you in a message. Trump's message was put out after Biden was certified as the president-elect. He did not concede. And the words that he used very much implied a second term. You know, I pay close attention to words and I, I really urge you to do the same. You know, don't don't imagine something said because you think that it's going to be said. Really stu study the actual language used. It's really important because, you know, Trump communicates really significant things. Um, OK, there's been massive censorship of Trump and supporters. So let me just talk about that. You know, we had here Trump's Twitter account suspended for... 12 hours. Now it's been removed completely, as have Lynn Woods, Sidney Powell's, General Flynn. Um, people have been moving to parlour and President Trump, I believe, had set up an account on parlour. I was trying to find it when I realised that parlour was under attack. Apple and Google threatened to remove their the parlor the parlor app from the app store unless they start censoring 
information put there. Um, and that, that happened yesterday. They were taken down. The apps are not operational. You can still get onto parlor.com. But, you know, I have the app on my tablet and all I'm getting is a blank news feed. There's nothing there. Just going back to Twitter, of course, on the day of the uh, breach of Congress, um, Trump put out several tweets with uh, videos of him speaking to the crowd. And one of the things that was noted was that one of them was asking people to stand down and not, you know, to go, go home peacefully. And apparently this is one of the conditions that has to be... Um, follow before the insurrection act can be invoked so that was very interesting um the other thing is the email platform that he uses to communicate with his followers that's been um taken down or he's been taken down from it i should say and you know i used to get a lot of uh, text messages on my phone from the trump team trump supposedly Trump himself, but also uh, Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr., that has all stopped. So they've really gone all out to, you know, block any kind of communication with the followers. But interestingly, that then gives him the justification to use the emergency broadcast system. So it's all playing out completely into their hands. Apparently, he's got an agreement with Newsmax and OAN to communicate messages through them. But um, there was also that uh, memo regarding, you know, the emergency broadcast system, which, you know, is a hint that that's the preparation for that happening. Um, as I said, Italy was revealed as the last piece of the puzzle in the election steal and also the source of the funding, the ultimate source, the top source. Um, and the players were funded by the Vatican. And Simon Parks on, on that same uh, broadcast that I was talking about earlier was saying, you know, you may be surprised to, to find out that the Vatican is involved. Well, personally, I'm not surprised at all because we know that the three... Um, the three elements of the cabal control, there's the Vatican, which is the spiritual religious, there's DC, which is the military, and then there's, this, there's the city of London, which is the financial. And all of these are, are sovereign states. They are not part of the country in which they're uh, set. So... To learn that it, it was ultimately with the Vatican is no surprise to me whatsoever. In fact, I would have expected them to be involved in this. So none of us have seen the DNI report on foreign interference yet, as far as I know. I certainly haven't seen it. Maybe it's, you know, classified at the moment. And then we have Pelosi trying to get the military to stop obeying Trump's orders. There was something put out about... She was trying to block him from having the nuclear codes. Well, I must say that this interview that I listened to this morning with um, Charlie Ward and Simon Parks, according to Simon Parks, the reason for this was that China wanted the nuclear codes taken away from Trump so that they could attack Taiwan. 
Apparently, Biden has made deals with China, which has given Taiwan to China. And we know Taiwan has been a target and that there were some naval ships, I think, stationed near Taiwan because, um, you know, the military knew what was planned. Also, Biden is has made a contract or an agreement to allow Iran to build a nuclear weapon. And if that happens, Israel have said that they'll declare war on Iran. That's why the US military will never allow Biden to be POTUS. And also, when Pelosi approached the military to block uh, Trump's access to the codes and actually to not follow his orders, the response from the military would be that that is actually a military coup. So, you know, sh- the Dems, Pelosi, are all accusing Trump of trying to carry out a coup against President-elect Biden. But actually, this is all a coup against Trump and is treason in plain sight. So what was also said on that interview is war is already won. The war is already won. They've taken the head of the beast which is the Phoenician families, the Queen has surrendered, the Commonwealth has been is being disbanded. It's all already done, which kind of confirms my interpretation of that dream that I had a few nights ago. So things are really hotting up, you might say. At Trump's rally on the 5th, he did say there will be a lot of information coming out in the next two weeks. Uh, Simon Parks and Charlie Ward on that same interview were talking about this being a transition from the US corporation to the Republic and the introduction of Nasara and Jasara. And I, you know, again, had this dream about that potentially happening. And that would mean that um, any inauguration done of Biden would actually be illegal because, and I, I haven't got all the details of this, but basically Charlie Ward was saying that the the United States Corporation, which is what was in existence, actually came to an end in 2018, I believe. So it's basically saying that any inauguration would have to be done under the new republic, not under the old corporation. And... You know, there have been many things said about Trump being the last president. And it was even prophesied in a in a book, uh, which even had a Baron Trump in it, which is very interesting. I haven't actually read that book. But um, what it would mean is that Trump will be the last president of the United States Corporation. And if if and when he's inaugurated, it would be within the Republic, and he'd be the first president of the restored or the new Republic. Just something else, I missed it when I was talking about Nancy's attempt to stop the military following orders from Trump. Um, I also wondered if she was trying to stop Trump from from going nuclear, perhaps, or was it to stop the arrest for treason? Because we've been told all along that... 
This will be done by the military. There'll be military tribunals. Um, it's not something that's going to go through the courts, especially now that um, so many of these judges have been shown and proven to be treasonous in dismissing all these cases. And it really was Trump, you know, going through every possible measure, legal measure that he could before invoking the, the military involvement. Um, but also giving these people the opportunity to do the right thing. And that was the whole point of that telephone conversation um, with the Georgia governor and S Secretary of State, I think it is. It was Kemp and Raffenbogh or some... I've forgotten his name. But anyway, he was... And, and I think that was leaked deliberately because what he was doing was saying, look, you know, it's up to you. Do the right thing. And he's done that with Pence in his speech at the um, Georgia rally on the 5th. And interesting that <laughs> Kelly Loeffler said at the rally, so while she was standing with Trump, that she was going to object to the counting of the the votes and uh, did a complete about face. And that was exactly what Linwood was talking about, saying that, you know, she was not a supporter of Trump. So we've seen so much exposure in the last week of, of the people who were really uh, behind Trump and those who are actual traitors. And I quoted from something that George Bush said. Of course, it was fact-checked on... Uh, Facebook, because obviously it was right. <laughs> they only fact check truth and uh, question it. It was Bush who said, if the American people ever find out what we have done, they will chase us down the street and lynch us. And I think in the quote, he was actually referring to the financial system, but I think this applies across the board. I just watched a video of Lindsey Graham being escorted through an airport by security guards because a crowd of people were was heckling him and calling him a traitor. The silent majority is no longer silent. And, you know, one of the title parts of the title of this show is 10 Days of Darkness. And we've been speculating about what that means. Some people have thought, you know, it's complete shutdown of everything, even, you know, possibly utilities taken out. I think what we're seeing now is the 10 Days of Darkness. And I think that's partly to do with... Uh, Trump's inability to communicate with us and also, you know, this total censorship of any of the conservative or Trump-supporting voices. But I also saw an interesting tweet about this, another interpretation, and it was, it suggested that it's the 10 days when the dark side thinks they've won. And we're certainly seeing that in the level of attacks made not only upon Trump and his team, but also on Trump supporters. And in fact, I saw a video this morning of somebody in an airport saying that Trump supporters are being t are not being allowed to fly. They're being removed from aeroplanes. I mean, this is just getting surreal, really, what we're seeing. So anyway, going back to how I said, started this earlier, you know, I'm excited about this. I thoroughly enjoyed putting this show together. And, you know, I really do have complete faith that Trump and the team have got this. 
and that we've already won. So I hope you can keep focused on that because you'll help to manifest it, you know, keep the light being um, dominant over the dark side. And we'll have to wait and see what happens in the next week. But boy, is it going to be exciting. <laughs> I'm not sure we can stand so much. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. As I say, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, please join me on next week's Cosmic Creating Show. I'm sure there'll be lots more to, to share. It's, boy, is it fun at the moment. And uh, again, you can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net. And thank you to Nancy for producing. And stay safe and keep the faith. Bye for now. <laughs>